Welcome to the Shredder Show, and today we're going to talk through the final piece of the resistance in three-part series in regards to reverse dieting. So today, what I'm going to do is give you some practical advice on how to reverse diet and how we look to set this up with a lot of people. So we're going to talk through initially um, five tips on how to reverse diet and five easy five easy steps to do that. So number one, when you're looking to reverse diet, as with everything in life. If you don't actually quantify something, so you don't know how much of something you're eating, you're not tracking something, then you can't control it. So first thing you need to do, you actually have to be tracking what you're doing. So in terms of, um, you need to choose a tracking method, essentially. So I'm going to go through a couple of different options you can go through here. So option number one would be calorie and macro tracking, which is my preference and what we give to clients. Uh, calorie, uh, calorie macro tracking is the most precise method available outside of like sticking someone in the lab and forcing them to eat certain things, which in the practical thing you can't really do. As much, much as I would like to do it to get awesome results with clients, it's not really something we can probably legally or practically do. Um, my house sometimes feels like a lab, though, the way I push myself into things like this and testing stuff. So, yeah, calorie and macro tracking is the best and optimal way of um, tracking your food and calorie intake in my suggestion option number two would be something slightly different and that'd be using hand portions so what do i mean by this so for example for protein you'd be looking at as a portion of protein the size of your palm for vegetables you'd look at a portion of uh, vegetables the size of your fist and for carbs, it would be a portion of carbs, like in your short cupped hand. And then fat would be like something like the size of your thumb. Obviously, this is quite um, generic and not particularly accurate. However, it's quite a flexible method for people to go by and give some people some consistency. Um, so that's one method we could look at. The real method we want to be doing, though, is calorie and macro tracking. So some great apps for that. Of course, the CJ Fitness app, if you happen to be one of our wonderful clients. If you're listening in, please make sure you do a client, you share this with a friend. Um, and secondly, I would suggest my fitness power would be the second one I would look at. So those would be the two apps I would use for tracking. Do I track my food on a daily basis? Um, I do track. I don't track my protein. I track my carbs and my fats because they're the only macronutrients I personally vary. So with my own diet, my carbs are now up to 700 grams a day. So my challenge is actually making sure I eat enough, um, which is challenging. Um, so those are the two that I look to manipulate and look to track because my protein is always consistent. So I'll always keep that consistent amount, the same amount every meal. Um, so I know very much where I am with that. So step one in regards to optimizing your reverse diet is choosing a calorie tracking method. Uh, sorry, choosing a tracking method. And I'll go for calories and macros is the optimal thing you really want to be looking to track. Number two, this would be determine your maintenance calories. Um, so before you can actually increase your calories and look to increase them and increase your maintenance levels, we need to know what your actual maintenance intake is at so where you can actually maintain your current weight. Uh, if you're not sure what this is, if you head over to my YouTube channel and you type in uh, Charlie Johnson Calorie Calculator, it will take you through a video of me explaining very, very simply how to work out uh, your BMR and how many calories you looking you need to have on a daily basis. Obviously, these things are very uh, generalized, and there's a lot of specifics involved in regards to the person's age, body composition, um, activity levels. All these sort of factors play a huge thing, but we need to know what your current maintenance calories are. So, working out is a very, very um, important factor. So, that's probably fairly simple. Step number three 
decide on your macronutrient balance. So, like, most important macronutrient when it comes to reverse dieting is protein, like I already alluded to earlier. So, in regards to protein, I'd keep that stable across your training days, your rest days. We have no real changes there. Um, and in terms of how much protein would you be really looking at, I would be suggesting that for for men you could be looking between 0.65 to 1.5 grams per lean pound of body uh, sorry per pound of body weight but i suggest a minimum of a gram per pound of body weight um, and for women 0.6 to about 1.35 grams of protein per pound for women tends to be optimal um, having higher protein allows you to maintain more lean muscle mass will keep you feeling fuller for longer uh, and then we can add on carbohydrates and fats in addition to this um, the balance between like fats and carbohydrates is very very specific to the individual uh, in terms of whether your body will respond better to one or the other and a lot of this can be like psychosomatic in terms of what your preference is so for example i know for me that um, my body prefers slightly higher carbohydrates versus higher fats because my body can digest the carbohydrates quite quickly and i tend to churn through them quite a lot and um, so that's very much you need to try and work this out specifically for you and for the individual and like when it comes to having worked with thousands of clients and my team have worked with thousands of clients a lot tends to be seen in terms of uh, experience when I uh, not a weird way look at certain people or I look at their background their current body composition their ethnicity their age their work their stress levels I have probably a good gauge in terms of what uh, macronutrient will probably favor them depending on their environment of their life um women as a general rule of thumb tend to probably respond to a slightly better higher fat diet than men because they tend to need a little bit more hormonal support from the extra fats um, so that's step number three choosing your macronutrient breakdown uh, number four is choosing your rate of progression with a reverse diet so we really want to be looking at terms of like what's your reverse dieting approach so there's three different ones we can look at here so um, if your goal number one is to increase your maintenance calories after dieting um, uh, or before dieting again just to get your calories back up then we need to obviously look at that as one specific approach so um, you need to try and like ascertain okay what's your desire to eat like how hungry are you what's your likelihood in terms of fat gain tolerance um, and then we can then look at it in terms of like okay starting calorie intake um, how much can we take your calories up by so, for example, if you're looking to increase your maintenance calories after dieting or before you start a diet again, where would I look to start? Well, realistically, you want to probably sit at your current maintenance calories if you work that out or just about 10% above. So that's probably where we want to be looking to sit. Um, and like the average weekly weight gain we should be looking for should remain under about half a pound. Now, second goal on a reverse diet, we could be looking at uh, peak physical performance. So when it comes to peak physical performance, we're going to run through what this looks like in terms of reverse dieting. So probably your hunger and desire to eat more is going to be slightly higher. Your, your tolerance to gain fat is going to be slightly higher as well. Um, so when we're looking to try and like increase calories, what I'd be looking to do would be probably going 10 to 20% above your maintenance calories. Um, so try and nudge that up nicely. So that's really what we'd be looking for. Uh, in terms of the amount of weight you'd probably be looking to gain, or like keep under per week I'd like to keep that under a pound of uh, gain, weight gain per week because reality is if you're gaining weight faster than that you're probably gaining accruing body fat and adipose tissue which is not something you want and then when you want to get that body fat off you're going to have to diet for longer to try and remove that tissue 
Lastly, uh, if your goal is to recover from very, very low body fat levels where you've been super shred, super saiyan shred, um, what we're going to be do, looking at here, we're in a bit of a vulnerable position in some respects, probably our hormonal position is probably very slowed down, your desire to eat more is probably going to be through the roof, your likelihood of being able to gain body weight is going to be very, very high, um, but we actually want to do here, if you've gone from, say, doing like a photo shoot or a really extreme diet, we want to bump your calories up quite quickly at the beginning because that's going to make it more easy for you to stick to the diet because you're, if you've been on a really restrictive diet for a long period of time, your um, food hungers and food pains and your want for food is going to be very high, so it's going to be very easy for you to go off track. Whereas if we just bump your calories up quite quickly at the beginning of good quality nutritious food, it'll be easy for you to adhere to the plan, get better results, and also not um, add unwanted body fat. So if you're in that position, you're coming out of a shoot or a show, I'd look to look at your current maintenance calories, whatever they might be, and we probably go 20 to 30% above those, mainly from carbohydrates and some fats in there. Protein, we always keep at a consistent variable throughout the process of building muscle and shredding fat. Step number five in regard to reverse dieting, now we've covered the three different goals, is monitoring your progress and adjusting as needed. So what we want to be doing with this, we want to be looking at certain things. So this is what we run through with uh, all of our coaching clients, CJ Coaching. So first we come to weight. So I say to everyone respectfully, like we aren't weight watchers. I don't really give a shit what you weigh. However, it's important to know and track this as a metric and a variable. So you've got two options, weigh yourself daily or weigh yourself weekly. So like the day-to-day numbers aren't really important. What is important is knowing the average uh, and knowing your weekly average, whether that's going up or down or what's going on in that respect. I personally prefer to weigh myself daily because my body fluctuates a lot uh, as a slightly bigger guy and a lot of people's bodies are similar. So I would generally advocate for most people if it doesn't give you anxiety and stress you out, get up in the morning, go for a pee, weigh yourself. Just make it a habit. Like I just don't forget it just happens. Number two would be uh, measure your waist, hips, and any other barely areas you really want to focus on in terms of combi- can, um, sorry, composition. So waist, I would always recommend. So I'd measure uh, your belly button as a reference point and around your waist from there. Number three, uh, progress photos are absolutely like critical because that's the only accurate way to track your actual progress. So sneaky tip for anyone taking around progress photos uh, instead of getting someone else to take them. If you get buy a cheap tripod from Amazon, get your phone, put it on a front-facing camera, video, record yourself in the different positions you want to take the photos of, and then take screenshots from the video. Coaching clients, thank me later. I have told all of you this quite a few times, but that's uh, the OG method of uh, doing your check-in photos, so easy peasy. Uh, next up in terms of tracking gauging workout performance so we can look at different things here in terms of how your heart rate's performing uh are you hitting prs and gyms personal bests uh like is your performance generally improving so that's very very important to measure next thing we're going to look at is in terms of tracking your energy levels throughout the day how's your hunger what's your digestion like and anything else that might be sort of relevant in terms of sleep is your sleep good all these things just give us data to realize how the progression is going in terms of the reverse diet so very very important um now when you've like been reverse dieting how do you know when's enough to stop and when to like ease off the throttle in terms of adding calories back in so i'm gonna talk through some signs you may what may want to continue with your reverse diet which include you're increasing your calories, yet you're not really gaining any body fat. 
or like you're pretty happy with where you're at in terms of body fat gained. So that's like the position I'm in at the moment. So I'm reverse dieting, looking to add as much muscle tissue as I can, take my calories up as much as possible. So I've gone from January. So this is interesting. So in December, I was on. I did a photo shoot. I was down to about 200 grams of carbohydrates a day. I think my weight was about 93 and a half, 94 at its lowest. I'm now at float between 97 to 98 and on 700 grams of carbohydrates a day. Um, so this is an excellent example in terms of how you can push your food up quite a lot. And then it gives you a really good scope in terms of when I next come into a fat loss phase, I'll be able to diet on a lot more food and do a lot less cardio, which is ultimately what we're looking to do. Um, also in terms of with regards to continuing a reverse diet, um, if you're in a position where you want to be eating more food than you are currently, then yes, you want to continue reverse dieting so we can keep improving your metabolism. Um, and if you've also been reverse dieting for less time than you're in a calorie deficit, you want to continue. Now, next in terms of when you want to stop reverse dieting, point number one, you've gained as much fat as you feel comfortable gaining, you're maybe your abs are starting to go, um, that would be the time to call it a day. Uh, number two, you don't feel e- interested in eating even more, increasing your food up. You might be getting bloated, you just fed up of eating and you just had enough. And number three, you've been reverse dieting for longer than you're in a calorie deficit of dieting. That would probably be another sign that you've maybe been had a, had a long enough time for that. So that's it. the inside and outsides of reverse dieting, how it works um, to give you a step-by-step play in terms of how we map this out for clients. Now, these, this podcast mini-series within the Shredded Zone was the three-part series to how to reverse diet and the secrets of how to do that. If you want me to map this out for you exactly how to reverse diet so you can get uh, go from being shredded to then adding calories back in and keeping lean like I've done personally with myself and hundreds of other clients this year, then drop me a message over on Instagram and just say reverse diet, I want to get involved. Or you can hit the link below this podcast to book in your free strategy call. Look forward to getting lots more content out to you guys over the coming months in regards to crushing the podcast. If there's any guests you want me to get involved, please let me know. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast, share this with a friend, and we'll see you in the next episode.